Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's episode 187, and thanks to everybody waiting in the chat because uh, we had some technical difficulties, as usual. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Gavin's fault. Yeah. Well, I take credit. And his computer. It's more his computer's fault. <laughs> yeah. I just guess I plugged something in differently. So all of my settings were just basically missing. So no audio, no video, no nothing. Anyway, good times. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for hanging out um, for those watching and for those listening uh sorry for all that hullabaloo because you guys don't know what we're talking about but it's okay we got other stuff that's worth listening to so we just want to say thank you to our sponsors order solutions the makers of cold box command box forge box test box and all your other favorite boxes and then uh we have a few ways we can say thanks back to order solutions right grant we do yeah so you could um like and subscribe our videos on youtube um, we also have, as you probably know, a bunch of repos on GitHub. And uh, if you have a chance, if you can go there and star our repos, that would help us out a bunch. Um, you can also subscribe to our podcast on your podcast app and leave a review on there. Um, you can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, and we are releasing new content all the time on there. So uh, signing up for that, that's another way you can help us. And be sure to check out, too, we've got a Box Life store where we've got a shop where you can buy different things, um, some merchandise that we've got out there. I think, what all do we got on there, Gavin? Is it like coffee mugs and stuff? The last time I checked, we did. Yeah, I know there's a bunch of shirts and everything. Uh, there's some cool stuff out there. The Command Box shirt server up was a, was a pretty big big winner on the list but there's all sorts of different stuff out there so uh, if there's something missing from there let us know too we can try and get some other stuff added but just some cool designs you know if you want to look cool and show off some uh some box life flair you can do that at the box life store which i'm posting in the chat as we speak but they can also buy some orders books too so we have the uh 102 cold box hmvc quick tips and tricks up on Gumroad. And then we also have um, the Learn Modern CFML 100 in 100 plus minutes. It used to be in 100 minutes, but we've added more to it. So you guys can check that out for free online. But there's also paid editions if you want a ebook or a PDF or even a paper copy. So you guys. I'm trying to remember this. with that uh, with the 102 cold box tips and tricks. Was it just that we had a hundred? And then there was just two more that were just too good not to include. I think that's the way he described. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we always keep, nice. keep teasing Brad about his command box stuff. It's like, you got to get to 103 to beat Luis. But yeah, he's like, I'm too busy making command box and releasing videos about it. So someone else can write it. <laughs> so we just need to get AI to just basically um, transcribe all those videos and put them with the tips and it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah we just uh obviously need to thank our patreon sponsors because without them this wouldn't be possible and we have 40 patrons right now but just some news um to want to scare everybody but we've got some updated goals so the admin team's been on their retreat and me figuring out you know what we want to focus on this year and what our goals should be and so we've updated our patreons to try and help reach those goals so the numbers are a little different i think last week we were, you know we had 100 percent of the podcast was fully funded and we we're on the way to doing some forgebox stuff 
but they've looked at what we were doing and, you know, goals and budgets and everything else. And so now we've got three different goals. And the first one is the Forgebox IO. And then we've got Command Box. Then we've got the podcast. So it sounds like we lost a bunch of patrons in the last week, but that has not happened. We've just changed all the goals around and the way the goals work mean that we've got some different percentages. So you want to tell us about them? Yeah. Um, so a few changes. Goal number one now, we are currently at 25%. And the goal is to help fully fund um, Forgebox.io. So if you don't know about Forgebox, that's where um, you can upload different packages and modules for your CFML applications. And um, we're currently at 25% for that goal. Our second goal, we're at 12%, and this is to fund the development of Command Box. And um, so it can remain free and open source. And if you haven't used Command Box or if you're wanting to try it, I can tell you it is incredible. It's a game changer. So definitely check it out if you can and also then we're at our third goal which is currently again don't let the number frighten you but it's six percent and this is to fund this podcast so um yeah like gavin said it's a nothing to alarm anyone we're just it's just some changes with uh the goals overall yeah so basically the first goal you know once we reach that obviously then you know it's the numbers are cumulative or total i guess so the 6% of the third goal means once we get to the top of that, we would have funded the first, second, and third goal. So it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange when you enter the data in there too. It's But anyway, so good news Don't is- Don't worry, that, Gavin had to explain it to me before we jumped on here. So even yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yep. And like I said, some of the numbers, you know, it's like Forgebox, you know, we're, we're using S3 a lot more for everything and we've got more download costs and everything else. And so, you know, so we updated some of this, but the good news is, is that we have 40, Boxtacular or spectacularly boxy people that are supporting us, and uh, you know we're definitely appreciate it. And we've got room yes. for growth, and the more Patreons, the better. So go to Patreon.com/slash/AutoSolutions, and you guys can find a package that helps you. So that is uh, something that we're going to be working on too, is more more little perks for Patreons and on everything else. So anyway, lots of good stuff going on there. But let's get into the news because that's why you're here. I hope. I think. So, first bit of news, we've got the authentication bypass vulnerability in Mira CMS and Master CMS. So, we've been kind of teasing you about this for a while, and um, I'm actually going to try and bring up the blog post real quick um, and share screen, but... You're going to brave it. I'm going to brave it. Let's see what else can I break today. But uh, the, the cool thing is, is this one means that it's actually out in the live, so we can actually go and see all the information about this vulnerability. And the cool thing is in this blog post is a timeline. And so for those of you that want to see, you can see actually how to replicate the vulnerability now because that's live. But you can see sort of the timeline and we've been bugging you about it for a few months because over time, here, here's a timeline. So basically this was reported way back in November. So in November they reported it. Um, they got confirmation of, you know, that they received it from Mira and the Masses team. Then they, you know, established the time frame for the technical disclosure. And so basically the idea is, is that, you know, they disclose it privately so they can try to fix it. Then once they're done fixing it, then they have a 90 day disclosure that everyone's meant to like, you know, basically find out about it, go fix it, go patch it, go update it before they release the information out in the wild. And so... Yeah. 
and sort of and see here. The, what's the date that that's com- coming out? Um, it's where out. they're actually going to release it? That's this blog post right here tells you all about it. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. So this tells you how to actually go ahead and uh, you know if you if you got a vulnerable site right now, someone could use this information to go and get into it. So it's it's one of those things that you know people don't like the security releases when they do pop it out there because then people make script kitties and go and attack everybody that doesn't have updated software. But sure. at the same time, if yeah. you don't release it, um, well, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's pros and cons. <laughs> but, I mean, they sure. do they do due diligence beforehand, um, but it's funny because some people basically will find the bug, collect the bug bounty, and then make software so people can go and abuse it. You know, there's some bad people out there that do stuff like that. But anyway, so you can find out yeah. all the information in here, but the patches are there. Go, uh, you know, go get it checked out. If you're running Mirror, I think there was a, it might be a fee to help get that remediated, but they do have the software fixed or available to fix. Um, but Massa CMS released it pretty quickly. And so good news. Is- and they've, so they've given like a 90 day window prior to this, right? Mm-hmm. Where they've yeah. been letting everybody know, hey, you've got to patch your software. Yep, exactly. And so it looks like in here, you know, Mira emailed people and everything on 1222. And then I guess they finally fixed it right in uh, in January 11th or something. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so the patches were published. And this is basically when they actually say, hey, this is the, the issue. So they don't even notify um, people that there is an issue until they've already talked to people. So... But yeah, it's it's interesting the the workflow, but that's the way it works. The CVE stuff is pretty common. So David says we were well warned. I agree, and also I think we've had it in our show notes for a while now. So, yeah. Um, but but it seemed to be a pretty big vulnerability. So um, for sure, we didn't yeah. want to bug you too much, but that's why. So now you can get out there and you can find out all about all that good stuff. So. Okay, and then uh, State of the Union. So the 2023 is released, so you guys can go ahead and fill that out. Make sure you tell your friends and other developers that live in a whole. Uh, we want to reach everybody to get more information because we really use this information. And I, I, is CB Wire on this one? I wonder. I'll have to see. Um, I, I honestly don't remember when I took it. I swear that I took the survey, but I don't remember. Yep. If it was on there or not, we do try and work with uh with the guys over at Terratech. Um, I haven't. Brad and I have actually uh you know given them some tips and whatever, and we sort of analyze it. Several podcasts last year, we talked about all the results from previous years, and you know we try and clean up the data and try to make it more relevant. So it's always yeah. new stuff, but yeah. So go take that survey. About you, but when I see the list of things, sometimes there's always like two or three things that I've never even heard of. And then I get a little bit of that fear of missing out. And I'm like, oh, well, what's this? I'm going to go Google it real quick. Make sure I'm not missing out on something amazing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, that wraps up the new section here. So on to new releases and updates. And so what do we yeah, got here? Yeah, we've had, um, we've had a, a big one in particular. So Command Box 5.8 was released. I actually uh, was... Um, working with Brad uh, down in Houston and saw him working on command box quite a bit. So he's put a lot of time, a lot of effort into this release um, and it comes with a bunch of new features. Um, and some of them, I took some notes here, some pretty cool stuff. So now command box bundles in um, several modules automatically. One of them being command box dash CF config, 
also commandbox.env uh, and the update checker. So what those do, the um, cfconfig one is for configuring, if you're using commandbox to launch uh, your CFML servers, you can configure them using cfconfig. And then the .env one uh, allows you to set environment variables and stuff like that. So these are uh, modules that you almost always need installed, but you were having to do that manually. But now it just comes bundled automatically and it, it automatically updates them when you start the CLI, which is pretty cool. Um, and he had some other really cool stuff in there too, like... Um, I saw the custom MIME types. I'm sharing my screen for those yeah. who are watching, but yeah, custom MIME types is kind of interesting too, because remember, if you want to, you can use command box as its web server. You know, you don't have to have some of the Nginx and whatever in front of it. So stuff like the, the MIME types, it wasn't configurable before if I had to go crazy in your web XML file and everything. So this allows you to get in yeah. there and... You know, nice user interface to get in there and change those types of settings. So, yeah, I really liked that he added um, the ability to customize or override the MIME types by um, editing your server.json file. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then the other thing uh, that he added that was super cool was the uh, you can now sync any of your configuration and um, module settings with ForgeBox. So if you've got an account with ForgeBox, you can actually synchronize all of your configuration settings and push them up to ForgeBox. And that way, uh, by doing that, if you're working with CommandBox on multiple machines, you can keep all of your configuration modules uh, in sync across all the different machines. And you don't have to spend any time, you know, doing any sort of setup or re-downloading stuff. It just handles all of that for you. I thought yep. that was super cool. Yeah, with some um, ripple improvements too, and yeah, case sensitivity of the web server, more support for different uh, cert files as well. Yeah, and just tons of stuff. I mean, go read the notes. Like you know, we can't be, sit here all day because you know, if it was Brad, he would. But we got other <laughs> stuff to cover here. So, <laughs> but, a great yeah. job, Brad. It's yeah. a it's an awesome release. Yeah, lots of stuff in there. So. Again, go check it out. Um, we do have a bunch of videos up on CFCast, which we'll talk about here soon too. So go check that out. And the docs, obviously, um, he's updating all the docs. He, he spends like, he spent basically a day the other day just trying to get the docs and everything ready for all the things that had changed. So yeah. plenty of stuff there. Cool. And then uh, the other thing too is if you guys didn't hear, um, Lucy. Six beta is actually released, so it's out there. You guys can go play with Lucy Six, try it out, and then, um, you know, basically run all your test suites, get everything locally set up. Don't run in production yet, <laughs> but uh, I was just gonna say, put everything in production on it, yeah. Dang it. <laughs> so, um, go try it out, give them some feedback. Um, obviously, always lots of feedback involved when you're doing you know early releases, of especially major. I mean, it's Lucy Six is kind of like a rewrite. You know, so their their major version is like basically like massive um, paradigm shifts is what I think Brad puts it. So like every 5.3, 5.4 is basically like a major version. So Lucy's version six is actually like a whole new rewritten from the ground up type setup. So very, gotcha. very different. Very, very cool. And that's why it's been a long time in the coming. So I haven't checked yet. Do they have like a... Um... Do they have like a Lucy Six Docs site yet? Like I haven't even looked. To be them? honest, I haven't gotcha. even seen it. Yeah, have to check that out. 
For sure. So go try it out. I know that obviously you'll find some bugs, but that's fine. Get it to them now. So that way when they do release, things will be better. Uh, I know we've been working on some of the oldest products, trying to get them tested. So definitely do all we can beforehand because it's never good to have something released and then everyone actually start using it and everyone complains. It's like, well, why didn't you test it? <laughs> so please do it. Use test box, automate all your tests and that makes the job a lot easier. It does. Okay. Next up. We have webinars, meetups, and workshops. And a little reminder, we do have an Audis event calendar for Google, so you guys can try and uh, use that. We're, we're trying to keep that up to date. And speaking of that, we actually have the Audis webinar on March 17th. We're trying to confirm the speaker and topic, um, so we'll get that out to you ASAP. We're just getting all the Zoom registration links set up. so um, We're keeping it super secret. It must be really good. Yeah, that's what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah so none of it actually i think i think hawaii had um a topic i just didn't see it in the right spot so um i think they've got jim priest is going to be talking on docker at the hawaii meetup on the 15th as well so i'll have okay. to find that i think there's a meetup.com link so i will try and get that and put it in the show notes sorry everybody but um i think he's going to be redoing that one here last month they had to cancel so the 10th. I'm sorry, John. Thank you for confirming. So the 10th. So a couple of days, I think that's Friday. Yeah. So Friday the 10th. Um, do you have the time too, John, while you're in the chat? <laughs> Just so we can tell everybody. We'll get it directly from the source. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Okay. So 12 p.m. Hawaiian time, they're two hours behind us, I think. So that's 2 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Central. I think that's right. Uh, math is hard. I'll have to Google it. Yep. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll put the show notes out. Um, we'll post them up. So you guys should be good to go. And John's usually pretty good about tweeting it out. I just must have missed that tweet when I was going through my list today. Sorry about that. Okay, next up, CFCast. So CFCast.com, our premium uh, video training system. And we got lots of cool things planned for that too. Um, but Yeah. I can confirm that we've got, um, we've got uh, at least a couple series that are in the works that haven't been even released. One of them is I'm, I'm doing. So this uh, every time I get on the podcast, it's a reminder to I really got to get that done. Uh, but we have some recent releases. Uh, one is Mastering Command Box 5. Or, yep, Command Box 5. We've got one new video there. And we'll be posting it in the in the chat here. Looks like there's something about inline tab complete. Yep, that's the so video. Was, there, was it a video specifically for, for that feature? Exactly, yep. Got it. So, yeah, we Brad did all the videos and we finally got them scheduled uh, into March. So we got the next, this week you should see a few more coming for that too. Nice. We've got the 2023 Forgebox module of the week series, and we've got that posted. And we've also got the VS Code hint tip and uh, tip and trick of the week series. So we've got another video there as well. So be sure to check those out. Yep. And um, um, and I think do we still have a bunch of uh, even the videos that Brad's done? I think we've got yeah. those coming too. Yep. Yeah. We should be good. I said we just. Uh, 
started scheduling them again for March. So we had one today. We got another one Wednesday, Friday, and then next week we'll see Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we're getting them all added back in. Brad's finished polishing those and putting the descriptions in there. So we're getting them added to the site. So more coming. And then obviously we got a few more things that are in the works, but um, lots of them coming from Brad soon. And like you said, there's, you know, Daniel's working on some content box ideas and Eric with his Coldbox Elixir, you of your CB wire, you know, lots and lots of stuff coming, but um, yeah, right up. Brad is going to be giving you lots more videos and a lot of them are pretty cool. I haven't even seen some of them. So some of them are new, some of them are just like touch-ups and updates. So it's always good. Where's to, your videos, to Gavin? Where uh, are they at? I had a bunch of videos, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been so... I did so much stuff last year that I'm trying to catch up on all my client work and everything. And, uh, yeah, there's three or four other people working on Siri. So we'll, That's we'll fair. get some of those out. So just had to bring the heat. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> so next up, we have some conferences and training. And one of the first ones up, we have GitHub Galaxy. So using more and more GitHub lately, um, with all the GitHub actions and everything. So that'll be a good one. So March 28th, 2023. Um, save the date for a global enterprise event focusing on proving efficiency, security, and developer productivity. So I guess this yeah. used to be called GitHub in Focus, which I never heard of that one either. So um, maybe it's too. Yeah, I hadn't. For me. I hadn't either. But yeah, apparently they renamed it. Yep. So um, yeah, basically re registration is coming up soon. Um, but go to galaxy.github.com for more information. So that link is in the chat. Nice. And then DevNexus. Yeah, DevNexus coming up April 4th through the 6th in Atlanta, Georgia. And that is a huge conference down there. And uh, they cover all kinds of stuff. Kubernetes, Java, software architecture, Kotlin, performance tuning, all kinds of stuff. So uh, you can uh, check out that at devnexus.com and get more information. Yep. And uh, at the same time, they actually have CF Summit East. So that's Thursday... Um April 6th, and then they also have um, a training beforehand. I think the certification is on, I believe, the 5th. So if you want to do the Adobe Cold Fusion certification, which they offered in oh. Las Vegas, the new one. Um, so they're having that on the 5th. But on the 6th, from 8 to 4 p.m. at the Marriott Maquis in Washington, D.C., complimentary breakfast lunch um, will be provided. And that leads right in perfectly, because right before the certification training, um, we have another training, right? We do. Yeah. Um, so it's before uh, CF Summit East, and uh, it's with Luis Mahano, the creator of Cold Box. And he will be uh, leading a workshop that's a deep dive into Cold, uh, Cold Fusion MVC for dummies. I think that might be the name of the, the session, too. Uh, but it's going to be a workshop that has, uh, you know, some theory in it, some hands on coding best practices and to um, just cover some tools that you might need uh, when you're working in your MVC powered uh, applications. So. Yep. And so, you know, with Luis, there always comes a lot of theory, but these workshops are very hands-on basis as well too. So you'll learn the best practices and uh, yeah, these, these workshops are really coming along nicely. Um, and so if you guys haven't been to one or if you want a refresher, this will be good for you. Okay, we also have some VS Live. So, uh, sorry, VS Live, View, <laughs> View JS Live. 
Uh, I need to drink some more caffeine this morning. No, I actually read it the exact the same way you did. So <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> good to know. So that's the one that's in May twelfth and fifteenth, and that's online and in London, UK. So May twelfth is uh, in person in London, and then the fifteenth is the the repeat online. And so they got tons and tons of great stuff there. Um, a lot of things going on in the view world. If you want to look up more, um, yeah, view has conferences every these days and then if you guys know of any other ones like react or or whatnot we can put them on the list too but most of the people we seem to talk about it all talking view these days so yeah so not not saying we hate react we just we don't hear about them because not as many people are telling us about them so just had to put that in there but then may 17th through the 19th 2023 into the box 2023 the 10th edition yeah. Yeah. So the the conference going to be held in the same uh, hotel we had last year, which was amazing. Uh, great yeah, food, great right. location. The rooms are so nice. And then we have some different things going on there, right? So we're we're mixing things up a little bit more this year. Obviously, we'll have a mariachi band, which you you know expect from Into the Box, but we're going to try That's and do a little more. That's required at this point. Yeah, for sure. But we're we're trying to actually do something different where we can make that night a little bit special. Um, so, you know, so you have to come check it out really. The 10th one is going to be awesome. And then we're mixing things up. So we have the workshops like usual the day before, and we've got, um, the first few added already on the website and you can find out more as we add them, um, on into the box.org. But we also have, um, you know, these special hands-on sessions. So we're going to have two tracks. There'll be some hands-on sessions, which are like basically deep dive. So you can go to track one or track two, and the, or you can go to like a hands-on, which would be like a, do, a two hour hands-on. So we'll have those as well as the normal sessions on the actual conference day. So that's kind of cool. We're, we're looking forward to doing that. And then again, lots of ideas going around about what we should do um, for Happy Box to make it more of a, you know, an all evening thing, maybe some, some board games or other little hackathons or other things um, not just, you know, dinner and drinks and mariachi band. So we're going to try and step yeah. it up. So looking forward to it. Yep. It's awesome. Very cool. And um, as far as other ones we've got coming up, uh, view J or sorry, viewconf.us. That's in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, here in the U.S. And that is May 24th through the 26th. And we have a I'm showing here a workshop day, May 24th. So is that the, a workshop day they've got? Oh, they must have, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times they do workshops in day prior or whatnot on these ones as well. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's a workshop day, May 24th, and then the May conference, or the uh, main conference is on the 25th and the 26th. Yep. And uh, as we've said before, we've got CF Camp coming back as well. Um, that is June 22nd through the 23rd. Yep. And the call for speakers is only open until March 15th. So you got like one week. If you want to submit for that, make it over there to Germany. It's going to be uh, a great event. Everyone's so excited to have them back. So that's very cool. Is uh, that in Munich? Yep. Munich. Yeah. It's at the, by the Munich airport, Freising, which is, you know, a little bit of a trip away, but still not too far away. And then if you want more conferences, we always say go to comps.tech. It's got a lot of great stuff out there. Huge list of conferences for almost every language community, online, offline, and all that. So 
And then it's also a good thing to check, you know, you may think some of the conferences at Cold Fusion have are expensive, but uh, wait and see what some of the other prices are. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever done that and thought, oh, I should go to a JavaScript conference and realize it's four times the price, um, yeah, you might appreciate the the prices we have for other things. And obviously CF yeah. Summit even more so, you know, Autos tries to supplement things, and uh, but Adobe's budget means that they can offer them for ridiculous pricing. So you go elsewhere. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a sticker shock, shall we say. So even if you're not sure if you can justify this to your boss, say, I could go to this one instead, and then they <laughs> they might be more willing to send you to the, the cheaper Cold Fusion conferences. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. So our blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. We got a, a few from our, I guess, our most yeah. diligent. I guess blogger. I was trying to think of the, a good word for it, but nope, it's not happening today. So Ben Adele's got a, quite a few today. So you know, tell I was us like, about the you first guys year. are not going to believe this, but Ben has released some more blogs. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, he has. He's still um, blogging about Turbo and Hotwire, and which is a really um, cool framework that you can implement into your CFML apps to bring some reactivity into them. So if you're wanting to, you know, kind of create modern sort of UI interfaces and stuff, um, you can you can bring something in like that. And one of his blogs was about transcluding a form into a turbo frame. So I did, he always posts the, the video recording with his blog post, which is super helpful. And I was watching it before we jumped on here. And he was just kind of showing how you can take a form and you know with hotwire you can you can do a response in the background and then have it you can do a lot of things with it you can update the form but then also update different sections of of the site using hotwire so check out that blog um yeah. it's got some super cool stuff there yeah i was wondering what you thought about the name transcluding is that a term that these live wire hotwire type things are using for sort of like almost like side including forms or I actually that's... never heard that before, so okay, me neither. It, that's why I was either, curious. It's either I'm out of the loop or Ben made it up, so I'm not sure. <laughs> or it's a hotwire <laughs> thing, yeah. A turbo wire, yeah. Well, turbo hotwire uses turbo frames. So yeah, I'm always getting confused with this stuff. So I, I watched most of that video too, but <laughs> then I went to the next blog post and saw more videos. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to save this for later homework. So because yeah. yeah, obviously I worked with you uh, on a top secret project this week uh, or last week at the at our Autist retreat. So I was playing with CB Wire and actually trying to use it, uh, try to figure out how it differs and you know changes between things. So I'm like trying to learn CB Wire as well as compare it to other languages like that Ben's messing with. So interesting to say the least but yeah the transcluding yeah. I was like that sounds like a new word I'm like wait is this just you know just it might this, be or... a new word I think it's cool we'll we'll see we'll see if it sticks yeah for sure okay and then next up Ben Nadell had a sort of a non-cold fusion post but talking about the user experience of disabled form buttons and how people can uh, make a right mess of it um and sometimes you've you've all dealt dealt with them, right? Where you have to do certain tasks on the page before the form submission button is available, so you actually click. And some of them require you know to basically click in every field because you know if you have an autofiller, it fills all the form fields for you, and then you're like, wait a minute, why can't I submit this? And you have to like go and delete the last character of your password and redo it, delete the last character of your username and redo it just so that the form activates. Um, and so you're just talking about how it's you know 
kind of annoying and we should probably think about better ways to do it. And I mean, obviously with, if you're using something like Vue or React, you can just make sure all the fields have a value, right? They're reactive and that's kind of easier way, but yeah. So that was just a, a soft skills type, you know, don't do it wrong. Basically we can all do better. (laughs) So (laughs) go check that one out. Yeah. He also did another one on uh, dynamically adding stimulus controllers to static content with the hot wire and Lucy. So, uh, so this is kind of testing my own knowledge of hot wire. I've, I used it, um, you know, used it in passing. I will say that. And so I'm not in, in totally sure on the stimulus thing, but, uh, there's another addition to his, his series on hot wire. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. Like some, all these are like new words. I'm like, am I just not up on it? Or is this just, you know, specific to this technology? Which... Yeah. I know it's a specific piece uh, of the, um, the hot wire stack, if you want to call it that. Um, and there's several, so there's turbo frames, there's turbo streams. I think those all kind of fall under the umbrella of one thing called turbo, maybe turbo drive. And then um, I think stimulus is something that's, uh, you know, outside of that, but also kind of included. And they all do different pieces um, to be able to to build reactive apps. Pretty cool. And then guess who? Ben again. Um, <laughs> he had another one about rendering a persistent but dismissible banner using Hotwire and Lucy. So, you know. He's talking about when operating single-page applications in Angular, quite often you have a banner across the top of the page. You know, you alert people, and then they can dismiss it. Um, and so, basically, he's doing the same type of thing with this. So, pretty cool. Hey, the next one isn't isn't Ben. <laughs> Does, uh, the name starts with a B, though. Yeah, I know. We've already, Bradwood. We've already talked about this guy, Brad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so... We covered this already, but basically we're just uh, highlighting that the command box 5.8, yeah, 5.8.0 release is out and the, the link is there. You guys can go get it, download it, use it. Um, yeah, so we don't need to repeat too much of that. And then yeah. the next one is from Brian Riley, who um, talked about the, the vulnerability with Massa and Mira. So we'll just link that one again. And the next one is our favorite being Nadal again. <laughs> Tell us about this one. <laughs> Last one. Submit buttons during form submissions with Hotwire and Lucy. So I'll, I'll be honest, I did not get to review this beforehand. Um, I'm reading the notes here, but it looks like the progress bar may be rendered. Let's see. When you submit a form in a Hotwire enhanced app, several things happen. The progress bar may be rendered. The request takes a while. And it looks like. I'm guessing that maybe he he was dealing with some styling issues with submit buttons. I will say that when you're when you're dealing with these technologies that are uh, so these are HTML over the wire sort of technologies, which means that um, it changes things a little bit. Where maybe you have a user form and they're filling it out, and when they click submit, instead of it sending a post request and refreshing the whole page, it actually does it in the background using XHR and Ajax. So, and then what we return from that call in the background is HTML. And so that's why we call it HTML over the wire. But what I will say is that there are some, you know, that changes how the DOM is rendered. And, you know, you can find some kind of surprising things that might, you might expect to work that might not just 
work right away unless you tweak it a little bit because of how you know these HTML over the wire things work. Because HTML is being returned server side, and then it's re-rendering it on the page. And so sometimes things can can happen you might not expect. So I'm thinking it might have something to do with that. Yeah. I mean, I like that you can do stuff. Like when you click it, you can show a progress bar. You can get information back. You know, you, instead of disabling the button, maybe you'll change it, to, you know, change it to have an icon where it's spinning so that you submitted it. So lots of different things in here. But I thought it was interesting about Turbo. They return Turbo stream data, which is basically... You know, it's like XML that says, this is an action, do this action. This is another type of action, do this. So when you get it back, it's like, it's got XML stuff, which is basically telling Turbo what to do on the front end after something's done. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So Yeah, you can create like content areas and say, here's like my, here's a Turbo frame uh, section of, of a page. And then if the HTML that's returned from that background request includes... Um, updates that match the ID that you created on the front end, it will just seamlessly update it. And that's yeah. how, so CB wires different in how it, it goes about doing that, but it's kind of the same concept really. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting when they sent stuff back, they could send back redirect you know, actions that the browser oh, yeah. should take and stuff. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. It's just, it's very interesting. There's a lot to it. You know, these are like new worlds we're living in here. So, uh, thanks, Ben, for blogging on it. And uh, yeah, yes. it's good to compare. So, very cool. Okay. So, next up, we have our oh, job section, CFML jobs. And we highly recommend you go to getcfmljobs.com if you're looking or even if you want to list them. Um, there's no new jobs posted this week, actually. Um, but if you are looking, there are quite a few that are previously there. I think there's over 50 listed um, over the last couple of months. And they also have jobs channels in the CFML Slack team and the Box Slack team. Um, so you know, if you're looking, do that. And let us know if you guys have something that's available that you want to have a new person on your team. We can uh, talk about it on the podcast too. So always always willing to help get more CFML jobs filled. So Definitely. Okay. All right. Um, looks like we've got ForgeBox module of the week. Yep, and the and uh, this is really just Gavin playing to his audience here, but apparently it's CB Wire. Well, um, I did not have anything to do with that. Well, I mean, I just thought it was obviously good that I looked at it, but I was like, when did we last actually publish this one? I'm like, the last time we mentioned it on the podcast was way back in like September of 2021, so it's been a long time. I think we were way back when you announced it, so I'm like, it hasn't been announced as a Forgebox module for quite a long time. And you've done so much cool stuff with it. And so... Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, CBWire, you know, obviously it's a Cobox module that makes building reactive, dynamic, and modern interfaces delightfully easy without leaving the comfort of CFML. But just because it does that does not make it like CF client. Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, obviously um, you can no, tell us a little is, bit more about it. It is not CF client. It is not. Um, but no, I'm I'm still, I'm still just excited... Um, as excited, if not more, about uh, CB Wire and also kind of the underlying engine that it runs on, which is Livewire. Um, so it's similar uh, in a lot of ways to, it's similar to, you know, Hotwire and some of those other technologies out there. It is HTML over the wire, but uh, it, the way that it goes about it is is different from those. And 
Um, we put a lot of work into it. And also the underlying engine that it uses, There's um, we're waiting for a new rollout to happen any day now, but there's going to be some really awesome features that come out with it. So if you're, if you're, you know, especially if you're working, you know, even, even well, new applications, it works great, but also legacy applications. If you've got like a legacy app that you're wanting to modernize, but maybe you don't want to take on having to learn, you know, Vue.js or React and state management and all of those things. Uh, CB wire is a module you can just drop in and, um, you know, make, you know, just sprinkle it in wherever you need it. Maybe you want to form that automatically um, has, has automatic form validation without, you know, using JavaScript. And so instant validation, you know, as the user's typing in stuff into the form, it just automatically re reacts and lets them know, Hey, that's not an email address. Fix it. That sort of stuff. So yeah, uh, that's what CB wire is. So yeah, if um, you're interested in that, you can find that on Forgebox. You can download it there. And we also have, I'll post it in the uh, chat here, the link to the docs. Yep. Uh, yeah, the docs are great. The examples he has up there are really cool. I mean, it's really good for playing around with it. And yeah, it's, it's something that definitely can save you a lot of work, especially if you go front end and you need to create all the API stuff. You have to worry about like API authentication, having it as part of your cold box app. It definitely solves a lot of those things. So, I mean, Vue and React definitely have their place, but, um, you know, this can do a lot of things. And I'm, like I said, happily surprised every time I look at it. And I'm like, hmm, now should I rethink some of my choices? <laughs> <laughs> so, I um, think that no matter what I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. But it's definitely, definitely cool. So, highly recommend it. Go check it out. Check out the examples. Check out the webinar uh, Grant did um, from January. It's up on CFCast as well. So, very cool. Now, VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. And this one I'm going to take because this was uh, one of the ones that Grant showed me last week before I talked to him about GitHub Copilot. But you want to tell us about the, the extension you were using? Yes. So in VS Code, there is an extension for chat GPT. And um, as I'm sure many of you know, the uh, the all about all of the open AI stuff that's come out and how AI is getting ready to... Um, take over and come kill us all <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go full terminator on us yeah but no um there is a um extension for chat gbt so if you have an account with openai.com you can integrate that into vs code and you can send it commands you can actually highlight pieces of code and ask it you can ask it to explain the code you know maybe if you're dealing in like a legacy system and you've got a big function and you're just like what in the world is this thing doing you right click say chat gpt explain this code to me and it will explain it to you and actually i mean from what i've seen gavin it's it's pretty remarkable what yeah it can do i mean the explaining was really good i mean we even did some um some tags to script conversions and some of them work pretty well. Some of them didn't. And I, and you, you showed me how, if you add the right prompts, like, you know, I think the one we had was a, a t query tag to query, um, you know, scripts. It was a little bit weird, yeah. but when you told it to do it with SQL execute, it got a lot closer, still not perfect, but you know, considering the amount of cold fusion code that's out there compared to other languages, it's still pretty surprising. And if you treat it like it's a, 
you know, it's a pseudocoder um, and then, you know, sort of a good starting point or a way to explain code or document the code, you know, like that's pretty cool. If you can take a function and yeah. say, explain, you know, summarize what this is doing, you put that in your documentation and you're done. Um, and just obviously fact check it, make sure it sounds like it's doing it right. But yeah, I mean, it can work with the, um, you know, 3.5 models um, from ChatGPT. It's pretty slick what it can do. And, yeah. yeah, we don't have it in the notes here either. But Gavin, op- you know, opened my eyes to um, using GitHub Copilot inside of VS Code as well, and it's kind of the same thread. It, it's 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 been pretty remarkable what it can do. A lot of code completion. You're sitting there typing code, and it just offers up a suggestion. And I've been um, very surprised at how right it is. <laughs> Yeah. about you know it, it's 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 learning as you're going and it's just some super cool stuff we're 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 running into so yeah i like this yeah. one too because it's more of a question answer format you know so this one you could ask to summarize i mean github copilot when you type it gives you some auto suggest but if you also open up the tab on that there's actually a whole bunch of stuff that it's considering but isn't good enough to just prompt for you to order complete but you can go look at some of the other recommendations mm. and the some of those other things so it's, it's all pretty cool so yeah. anyway we thought we'd jump on the bandwagon there and like i said i hadn't even seen that one i used copilot but i hadn't seen the chat gpt just question answer format and thought it was pretty cool so we're sharing with you guys so go check that out yeah and then Last but not least, we want to thank our, what I call them, Boxtacular Patreon supporters. <laughs> yes. So, so these individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure that the great tools like Commandbox, Forgebox, Coldbox, Contentbox, Testbox, and all the other boxes and other things we work on get all the development they need and helps fund us fund the cloud infrastructure that we run on. As we mentioned before, um, go to patreon.com slash order solutions to find out more about the different levels and those goals. Yeah. And uh, don't forget too, we have annual memberships so you can pay for the year and save 10% um, on those. So that's great for businesses. And we've got bronze packages and up. And I think now you get a um, Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscription as a perk your patreon subscription there and that's on all of the bronze packages and up is that right gavin yep exactly okay yeah and uh, all patreon supporters you get a profile badge on the community website and you also get a private forum access on the community website so if you're needing help with anything uh, you can post them there and our patreon supporters also have their own private channel in our box team slack so we've got an area in slack where if you're running into any issues, just need any sort of assistance, we're always there and available when and if you need us. Yeah, hopefully we can point you in the right direction or if there's something special you want to ask for, you know, something you guys are looking at, you know, just, just, you get a little bit extra special attention in there. Um, But yeah, just little things we're trying to do to make it worthwhile as being a perk, you know. And then obviously, uh, yeah, if you guys got ideas or, or stuff, bounce them off us we're always sort of curious what else we can do to make your life as a patreon better and uh you know obviously improve the community too so yeah but com is where you should be going for you know finding all this information chatting up um we highly recommend you join that too so please do that and remember the good thing about that is is that it's 
you know, Google search indexed and things last longer on there. Slack messages disappear pretty quickly. So it's nice once we have a, a good, complete answer to go post it there, even if you have the conversation on Slack. But yeah, highly recommend uh, using the forum. But yeah, wanna... there's definitely some good stuff in there. Yep. So let's, come across. let's thank our top Patreon. So uh, our top ones include John Wilson from Synaptrix, Tomorrow's Guides, and Jordan Clark. Yep, and we've got Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, uh, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media. We've got Dean Monder, Nolan Irk, and Abdul Rahim. Yep, so a uh, great little list there. And we have a lot more Patreon supporters, but we're only showing the, the top, top supporters so thank you to all of the supporters not listed there if you go to the about us doc, uh sorry on the about us dash about dash us slash sponsors on the border site <laughs> you can see the the full list we'll keep that updated uh, as we add more patreon so if you guys want to join cool. us patreon.com slash order solutions and uh thanks everybody for joining us in the chat and yeah uh, and david i will mention the orders D session is a possible um you know, happy box edition and we'll see what people want to do there i'm sure there's a few geeks in the group <laughs> so you know what the coolest thing the chat gpt can actually be your dungeon master <laughs> there's actually people playing D D with you know they can create the stories and keep track of the stuff and actually be your dungeon master so you're not kidding you've already seen this people were doing uh, this on the working code podcast they were talking about tim cunningham was talking about how yeah they're using chat gpt to be the dungeon master and you have to prompt it the right way but yes they can <laughs> that is amazing so pretty funny <laughs> anyways <laughs> you guys have a great week thanks very much everybody and uh yeah we'll see you soon thanks everyone Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.